This is Pop and Crap, episode 185. Yes. Damn right. Welcome to Pop and Crop, episode 185, which is, of course, um, really a way of describing the spiral of Theodorus, which is formed by unit length line segments that, together with the center point of the spiral, form right triangles. 185 of these right triangles fit within the first four turns of this spiral. I don't know if you were aware. I, I was not. I was just going to say that uh, 185 represents like the biggest number we've ever recorded. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I mean, it is literally, um, yeah, that's about as true as it gets. Right? That's crazy. I mean, next would be 186, and who even knows if that'll that's, happen? That's banana that's pants. Crazy Woo. talk. Woo. Crazy talk, because you know they're, yeah. There's other stuff too. I, I don't know if you know that. I don't know if you know that, but there's, um, you know, there's an, an interstate 185 too. Oh, yeah, it comes right before. I, I, uh, I feel like we're we're in the Wikipedia for 185. Is that I feel like we are. Yeah. Tonight's episode is brought to you by the fine folks at Google. <laughs> <laughs> in Hello, sir. Indeed. Hello. Good day. How's your world? Yeah, my world is just fine. It, uh, it the only thing it's lacking is knowing what you've been watching. Oh, I love it when you get right down to business. <laughs> uh, I am very proud to say that in addition to getting the PVR down to sixty eight percent, I finished Big Sky season three today, and oh, I didn't no think I was didn't 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 know that I was coming back to that series, and then just started chipping away at it on the PVR, and suddenly poof. There you go. The whole thing. There you go. Uh, yeah, it's. I, I need to fill in the gap in season two. That's for damn sure. Because <laughs> yes, you missed I, some stuff. <laughs> I, I missed a few things. Um, but it's uh, they're doing a good job of creating some weird, wacky characters, and um, I don't feel like casting is a big spoiler for you, is it? Oh God, no. It's, a, it's an odd moment when you look up and go, is that Lyle Lovett and Darius Rucker? Oh, oh okay. Yeah, I've, right. I have seen that. Yeah, I, I oh, have okay. gotten at least that far. So. Oh, okay. Then yeah. you are in this season. Yeah. Sorry, oh, yeah. Oh, were... yeah. No, I'm definitely in this season. I'm just. Uh, uh, I I'm thought a... you were still in two, you were saying. Oh, okay. oh no, no, no. I've I've still got a, uh, like, I'm I'm about maybe four or five episodes back. Uh, so, yeah, you got, you got Reba McIntyre running around. You got Darius Rucker. Formerly of Hootie and the Blowfish. You got Lyle Friggin' Lovett, formerly of Julia Roberts. Uh, it's it's chaos. It's, uh, <laughs> I mean, good for him. Can we just say that right now? Good for I him. mean. Come on. Round of applause for Mr. Lyle Lovett, because that is not a, a particularly handsome or charismatic man at first glance, and... Boy, howdy, did he heal for himself. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
indeed uh, yes it's a a good series um absolutely i i i know that i kind of teetered out on a little bit in season two it's you get these moments where it kind of does that horror movie thing where suddenly a basic human being becomes like uh hits a level of evil where they become Mm -hmm. supernatural in what they are capable of surviving and doing and that becomes a little irritating uh so there's that element to it but also just as a as a network version of a like a fargo type series this does really well that's a yeah actually that that is exactly it it is network fargo um and that's and the perfect I, way it, to look at it. It's, it's good. I, I I like what they're doing. I appreciate what they're doing. I support what they're doing. I'm looking forward to a season four if we get such a thing. And uh, I got to go back and see the gap in season two. I, yeah, you yeah. really do. It's, <laughs> it's um, a, there's some big problems there. Yeah. Uh, there's some stuff that's actually quite satisfying. So, <laughs> yeah. You know, I didn't get the closure from season one as a result. That's right. That's right. You know, he, the, Bad guy from season one drifted into season two. It was becoming a ridiculous thing when I tuned out. And then I yeah, popped back uh, into season three and he's Ronald nowhere Rasputin. to be seen. That's him. <laughs> That's him. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, uh, that was a, I mean, there are times when it feels like a, it's a to-do list to kind of clear some space in the PVR. And uh, it was enjoyable. So I, I liked that. Um I I had also I had recorded a series called uh, Secrets of Playboy. And I think I started somewhere around five or six. And I was like, oh, well, that could be interesting. I hit, you know, record series thinking it was like a, you know, six or eight part thing. This thing ran 12 episodes. Boy, they kicked over a lot of rocks. Uh-huh. And really, yeah. Oh, Basically, everything you've always assumed deep down about uh, that world and about Hugh Hefner, 100% true and 10 times worse. And yeah, yeah pretty horrific by the time the dust settled. But, um, you know, you get those moments where it's like, I, if, if this is what really went on and if this is what these people survived, I owe it to sit through it and you know, bear witness, <laughs> that sure. kind of a thing. Yeah. So, um, yeah, really interesting and horrific is the best way to put that. Um, Yeesh. yeah, not the, not the warmest thing I've watched recently, but sometimes you just gotta watch the train wrecks. Did, and... did they talk about the zoo? <laughs> the the zoo came up a couple times. Uh, nice. I think I think the animals in the zoo got off better. Oh yeah, they um, yeah their um, uh, their their zookeeper was probably isn't now, um, but at one point in time was uh, Karina Bechko, who's a uh, a comic book writer of some note, um, and uh, her husband um, uh, Gabe Hardman. Uh, is a comic book artist who's done all kinds of stuff, including uh, the uh, Green Lantern Earth One uh, uh, hardcover. Actually, the two of them worked on that together. And uh, he is also a noted storyboard artist, uh, having worked on uh, on such films as 
Um, and, and I won't say one of them because I think I think he tends to downplay it. But uh, oh, but the hell, uh, the Love Guru. Um, but uh, <laughs> but also um, Superman Returns. Uh, he wow. is the guy who laid out that entire uh, plane rescue. Um, oh. All of the Nolan Batman films, um, and basically like anything Nolan has done over the um, since Batman Begins. Uh, he's wow. done this. He's done the boards for so um, and and used to do like he started working with uh, Mike Myers during the Austin Power days, uh, hence the whole Love Guru thing. And because uh, when uh, uh, Jim and I met him years ago, um, and he learned that we were Canadian, he's like, "I was in Canada for a while working on a movie." And we're like, "Oh yeah, what movie?" And he's like, "The Love Guru." <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, uh, that, but that, that nugget, <laughs> that, that, but that um, you know, then there's all, all, all the other really cool stuff, and um, as well as uh, as doing some uh, the two of them doing some great comic books together. So, right on. So there you go. There's yeah. a, and, and so she worked as the zookeeper at the Playboy Mansion Zoo. Well, I I hope she was okay. Is all I can think to ask after mm. having seen seven or eight episodes of that train wreck it's fairly it's fairly separate from the others <laughs> mm. um i watched uh, a 1994 classic meryl streep and kevin bacon <gasps> the river wild the river wild <laughs> yeah that was part of yes. my uh, batch of, of reviewing and rewatching. trying to convince sarah to watch it haven't got her in there yet really? uh, yeah I, I don't know why i can't i'm like it's a it's a meryl streep movie <laughs> like let's, let's, it's Mer- how is this gonna go wrong it's meryl streep and kevin bacon mm-hmm. but i i'm trying not to tell her what it's about because yes. i want her to just experience the story as it unfolds but as a result i'm not hooking her on yeah. why she should watch it um yeah but i, I mean at the end of the day sometimes you just have to go with the trailer <laughs> I'm going to have to at this point, but uh, it's a good action flick. And I was reading a lot online about all the stuff that Meryl did herself because she's Meryl all here. Hail the queen. Um, And the, the number of rowing scenes and stunts that are actually her. I mean, she didn't do all of them. That's Mm -hmm. not, we're not crazy about this here, but uh, there are several that you wouldn't have expected her to have done that. She did, which is pretty cool. That is neat. Yeah. Yeah, it was rather neat. Um, and, you know, fun cast. Uh, David uh, Straight, Straight, Straithen, Straithern, Straith, Straithen. He said scrolling. Straithern, Straithern. Yeah, the guy from, uh, the guy played. Uh, he was in Sneakers. Whistler in Sneakers. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I love that you knew that's where I was going. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, people are like, yeah, he also did that series Alphas for like 10 years. And it's like, yeah, the guy from Sneakers. Yeah, the guy from Sneakers. Totally. I mean, to be um, fair, that's sometimes what I call Redford, too. So. <laughs> <laughs> right on. <laughs> totally. Why wouldn't you? Um, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, John C. Riley's running around in there, too, and he's, uh, you know, a gem in anything that he does. Benjamin Bratt has a, a small role. Like, it, there's, yeah. there's, some, there's some fine folk in there. And uh, it's a good movie. It's a good action flick. Uh, it's one of those ones. There's something very 90s about it in the way that it 
plays out, it has its action, and then it has its resolution, and then the credits roll like immediately. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> you know, and, and everything's okay, and they win. The end. All right, everybody, get out there into the parking lot. You got to go home. <laughs> Don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. There is, there is not a lot of, uh, of, of post-resolution. Anything. There is no denouement. <laughs> no, it is. It is. It is denouement. All right. I think we're alive. Cue the credits. Yeah. <laughs> and they give you that one wide shot of everybody standing there wrapped in blankets with the cops standing around them at the end. And then, okay, roll them. <laughs> it's, it's funny. Um, boss, we don't have any more film. That's okay. okay. I think we're good. <laughs> I, I think we'll just use the wide shot. <laughs> Um, the uh, the last one uh, that I wanted to talk about was uh, Ambulance, a, a recent one. Have you seen Ambulance? I have not. I, in fact, left the drive-in before Ambulance came on twice. Um, Ooh, twice? Well, wow. Late, At that point, dude. they start taking it personally. <laughs> it's late. I mean, we, you know, we watched two movies and, uh, and then, like, out. Um and um ambulance seemed to uh uh stay on for a couple of weeks and um i'll admit like it's a michael bay uh yeah. joint is it not so yeah it I, is. I, I i will admit and it's like michael bay and jake gyllenhaal eh. um you um, know i don't need to i don't i don't, I don't need to uh um have my nap there I can just go home and have my nap at home. <laughs> it's uh, it's good. It's it's high high action. Sure, and, as uh, I would expect. Randomly in the middle of it, unexpected is uh, Thor from Ghost. I did hear about that. Yes, that was an odd moment of wait a minute. I know that dude. Yeah, totally. Right. Why is he speaking in full sentences with like pronouns and stuff? Yeah, how, how weird he does. He doesn't keep calling the ambulance a land ship. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, so uh, it's it's good. Um, very. It's you know it's very speed like like it's it's high octane. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You, you just you go uh, based on a. Is it a French film? It's based on another film with the same title. Uh, Ambulance, eh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> May we. Um, <laughs> but uh, it, <laughs> uh, they've you know, clearly taken it in a new direction. Uh, and uh, it just really, like, straight ahead, like, action flick, like, this is cool. It's, you know... Yep. Bank heist goes a little wrong and they grab an ambulance. Oh, see, and... now you got me. Now you got me. Yeah. Yeah. And the you you'll love it for the the heist alone. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. That's uh, one Jan and I've got to watch. That's uh, you yeah. sold me. I would um, I would highly recommend getting your hands on that one. Yeah. Um the really cool part uh is that uh um Bay found this my understanding is kid uh, who can fly a drone like nobody's business. And so they use this to get some incredible shots. There's a lot of stuff where it's, it's, you know, you, some might be inclined to think it's, it's, uh, it's animated or special effect and it's, it's a uh -huh. real shot. And so you get these things where it's, it's at the top of the, the, uh, top of the skyscrapers 
And then it will just do this dive straight down the side of the skyscraper, oh, come out neat. to street level. Yeah, uh, they do stuff where they're going over and under vehicles uh, through through jumps and stuff. It'll it'll uh, run parallel to a, a car chase by flying between like pillars and posts mm-hmm. alongside it, and then cut across. Um, there's just there's some incredible energy in the in the cinematography um, that really felt new fresh and different um, that's neat and i think you'll dig it for that too and it's you know it's not a I, there were there were good twists there were good things that happened in the story that i i didn't see coming i don't know whether that means that it's you know incredibly groundbreaking or just i'm dim and didn't see it coming. <laughs> <laughs> either is possible fair, uh, fair. you know when the when the lights go out in the theater i'm prepared to suspend some disbelief and enjoy the ride and uh, that may have been the case but if you're looking for like just a good action flick that yeah that really hasn't been around in a while and, and that doesn't involve capes and tights um this is this is it nice. i highly recommend yeah Nice. How about yourself? What you've been watching, sir? Oh well, all all of the things. I too have been on a um, a mission to cut back, cut down the uh, the PVR. And, How's that going, um, sir? So I got all caught up on the Resident, and it looks like I watched the rest of the Resident, and uh, so there is no more Theodore Huxtable Esquire. Um, oh. Ace uh, Heart Surgeon and Theo, Theo, um, and um, and so that's going to be a shame because I have uh, quite enjoyed that show and the last couple of seasons were particularly good, um, and uh, so I will definitely miss that. And uh, and yeah, that's Theo just bad. got better and better. And <laughs> um, and well, and I say that like I there was. Um, he was on uh, Questlove's uh, podcast a couple of weeks back. Okay, um, it's probably more like uh, like four weeks ago, and uh, <laughs> and oh my god, it was a fantastic episode. Like just just sort of a, a a great like whole like you know totally new respect for this dude, and uh, you know just cool. uh, fascinating guy, absolutely fascinating dude, and he's uh, always seemed you know sincere yeah. and grounded for the totally. uh, the life that he's lived hundred percent hundred percent and uh and so they talked uh, uh um obviously for uh a lot of the time about uh about what he does musically and um he's got a, a band that plays around uh la a lot and um and and i remembered this because i remember seeing uh an article in uh bass player magazine last summer uh where where it was like malcolm jamal warner and it's like what's he do what's his name doing on this cover and uh <laughs> so i read a bit about that and um and yeah just his whole approach was was really interesting and uh and uh just some of the stories that he had were were fascinating and uh and it but it was a lot of like how he uh you know that that scene like everyone was talking uh, the 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 whole group there was talking about that whole jamming on the one scene. Remember in the Stevie wonder episode Yep. and, yep. um, and, uh, they were saying like, you know, like there was a bunch of, like, there was at least three of them on, on the show that, you know, like, you know, Questlove being one of them that were like, I, I got to get a sampler now. And, uh, <laughs> cause they were like, I gotta be able to do that. And, um, 
and he was talking about how you know there was a a sort of through line to a, to a lot of his life because of course after um uh you know after the Cosby show you know he took a break for a while he went to school mm-hmm. he did all that stuff and then um and then when he went you know music was a thing that he gravitated to in between things and uh like there was very briefly that um that show he did with uh with Jason Alexander the um um uh, it was it was based on, it was it only lasted a season um and and I I can't remember the title of it because of course my friend Bill and I just called it uh George and Theo um <laughs> And uh, but it was based on like a um, um, a sports like a a, a sports ball show um, that um, oh, what's his name um, it, they, where they basically do like a rundown list like if you think of the list uh, that that Seth Meyers has uh, with the uh, you burnt. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's kind of, it, it, the whole show is basically sort of going through this rundown list. And, um, and so this was the, uh, this was a show that he was on for that season as one of the leads. And, um, and it was called special agent. Oh, no, it wasn't special agent. Oso, but I didn't, know he, <laughs> I didn't know he was on that because I didn't either, but that's funny. Yes. Um, and of course, there was uh, uh, Malcolm and Eddie, which he was on for four years, uh, late 90s. Um, mm-hmm. And that was kind of where he really got into it a bit more because he said, like, working on that show was really tough. Um, you know, to be working on a show like that, um, where there was a lot of sort of stereo, it was a UPN show. So there was a lot of very uh, stereotypical humor. And, um, and so, you know, he did all these and I'm just trying to find that blasted, um, there was that show Jeremiah that Jeremiah. he was in for a couple of years. It was like, a uh, like, a Is that one of those end of the world things. Yeah, of course it was. Yeah. 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 And it was uh, like Luke Perry was in it and uh, it was written by uh, uh, J. Michael Straczynski. Uh, it also had uh, Sean Astin and Robert Wisdom. Uh, no, Wisden. That's a different guy. Um, anyway, so there was that. And as I say, the, um, the other one's going to, it's just going to bug me. Um, so it was around 2000, listen up, it was called. <laughs> and, uh, and so it was based on this Tony something or other, um, that, um, it's the one where Jason Alexander played a shrink or something. No, no, they were they were like uh, they had a, 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 a they they did a talk show together, and oh. uh, it was and it was um, and and I just I just don't remember the name of the guy because I don't know enough about that stuff uh, um, to to really be able to say like yeah it was based on um, it's like a Tony something or other and um, and and the show is still on in fact and uh, and you know they show these. Uh, um, you know, they show these, uh, this rundown board and that's kind of what they work through on their show. And, um, and it's a neat idea. Um, uh, anyway, hey, but, that. <laughs> right. Um, and, uh, one of the, one of the, uh, writers on it was actually, uh, Kenya Barris, who of course, uh, was the oh, showrunner yeah. on blackish and, um, yeah, he did some stuff. Um, anyway, so 
rest in peace, uh, Theo Huxtable, heart surgeon. Um, uh, but that, that, you know, it's a show that really, uh, when it started off, I, I what, I, what a thing where I wanted to like it, but really couldn't get into it, uh, at first. And then it turned around very quickly when Theo came on. Um, so there's that. I, think I watched a couple episodes of that, and then I just it fell off the radar. It was very dark. Like like, and when I say dark, I mean like like. Do they not? Can they not afford lights in this hospital? <laughs> um, yes, the subject matter also sometimes dark, but but it was like turn the light on. Maybe maybe you won't misdiagnose that that patient if you can you know see them. Um, <laughs> You're not wrong. Yeah, I'm just saying. Um, anyway, so there was that. Um, also, I watched a little bit more of the Spencer sisters, and it got better. Oh, the, good. Uh, the the pilot episode was very slow, and uh, um, you know, you you were waiting any second someone's getting hit with a boom mic. Um, <laughs> and uh, but but the you know the second episode was great, nice and breezy, and uh, and that fun sort of comedy mystery kind of thing. Um, um, and so, like so definitely improved and uh, and enjoyable. Um, watched the latest Accused because I had got caught up last week, and this one featured uh, Jason Ritter. I guess that show's getting canceled. Um, <laughs> love me some Jason Ritter, but come on. Um, and this episode was actually uh, directed by uh, Michael Chiklis, who was, of course, in the first episode. Oh. And um, and so it's you know it, it like they're they're definitely doing very ripped from the headline stuff, and uh, this dealt with a lot of what's going on with reproductive rights in uh, in much of the United States, and oh, wow. um, and yeah, oh yeah, it was a it was a good episode, and uh, Ren Schmidt from uh, For All Mankind played uh, Ritter's uh, love interest, and um, and so uh, so yeah, it was uh, it was a uh, it was a fun show. I quite enjoyed it. Uh, in addition to that, I've watched some of uh, History of the World Part Two. Ah, and where, much, where is that hiding? Um, I think I found it on Crave Disney Plus. Oh. Uh, it's either Crave or Disney Plus. It's one or the other of them. Um, yeah, I, I don't recall, um, but. Uh, <laughs> It, um, you know, I mean, uh, my, like any of those things, uh, you know, it, it can be hit or miss. When it hits, it's great. Yeah. Um, and when it misses, it's like, whew, hope another good one comes along. <laughs> but yeah, there I'm, is oh, oh, sorry, I've go been ahead. a little hesitant, of, you know, because love the idea. Uh, don't trust the execution. Is that the best way to put it? <laughs> like, you know, the original is such a classic. How do you let anybody go? But even even it was not perfect, you know. It's no. like it, it's you know, uh, Mel Brooks was about volume, <laughs> <laughs> you know, literally and literally. Um, and so you know, it, it, there is a lot of um, of the just put a bunch of stuff out there, and uh, a few of them will stick, and that's all we care about. Um, yeah, uh, but, I, I I guess yeah. that. That one is kind of like uh, you know the Monty Python model, where it's like everybody remembers the best bits. 
Exactly. Well, or any or any year. Live, yeah, or... exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, you yeah. know, that uh, that season 10 years ago was brilliant uh, because, yeah, because of you... these five sketches. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And that's uh, and that that's doesn't exactly even make it. an episode, let alone an entire season. So but, good for you, you know, for getting angry about that one. <laughs> there's some inspired uh, casting. Like, for example, one of my favorites is, of course, um, um, uh, having uh, Johnny Knoxville play Rasputin. I mean, of all people to play the guy who uh, who uh, gets killed like a whole bunch of times and and, and manages to uh, to survive it. Uh, yeah. you know, Johnny Knoxville's perfect casting for that. Uh, there's, yeah, there's also um, you know having uh, Mel Brooks as the as the narrator is great, and of course you got lots of Ike Barinholtz, lots of uh, of Nick Kroll. Both of which, you know, I'm I'm generally good with sort of small to medium doses of, um, and uh, and they I think they recognize that too. They're like, yeah, Paul only likes to see us a little bit, so let's um, <laughs> them to respect that. <laughs> yeah, but there's also uh, you know Wanda Sykes is in it as well, and yep. she gets to play uh, Shirley Chisholm, which is kind of neat. Um, uh, there, yeah, there's a lot of great stuff in it, and and yes, there and there's there's a, a lot of you know really great sort of uh, you know anachronistic jokes that uh, that just always make me chuckle, um, <laughs> and uh, and so it's fun. Is it perfect? No, but again, like we've said, like you know the uh, uh, history of the world part one is only perfect uh, in our minds because uh, one we were twelve when we watched it, and uh, and two, um, you know we've had time to forget the uh, the slower parts, yeah. and uh, and so yeah, um, so I watched that, and uh, I believe that about covers it. Nice. Yeah. You mentioned the uh, um, the the medical one there, the resident, yeah. and yeah. that reminded me that I finished off um, New Amsterdam. I jumped in and caught the last I've two. Watch that I watched Pretty some solid. of the first season. I watched some of the first season and loved it. It's just you know lots of things to watch. I think yeah. originally the only reason I didn't watch it was because uh, I missed a few episodes, and so it's like well. It'll uh, be streaming at some point, and I'll catch up with it then. And um, and you know, I've, I've start I've 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 chipped away at the beginning, and I quite like it. Yeah, it was there was never anything wrong with it. It just sometimes got overshadowed by louder other shows, for lack of a better uh, description. The I I just caught the last two, and I would now really like to go and fill in the rest of the season that I hadn't seen. But um, until then it, uh, it, it was a show that did their finale well. Yeah. And quite often, you know, shows don't land their last episode solidly. Mm-hmm. And, and this was really good. It was, um, you know, invoked a lot of the pilot. Uh, it, had some surprises in it that I didn't see coming. It gave you some of the wrap up for some of the characters. It was, mm-hmm. it was good. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I liked it. Sorry. Just, uh, you saying no, that no, reminded that me of it. Place. So I wanted to throw that one on the list Throw that one on the fire as it were. Very nice. Oh, one other thing, uh, that I watched earlier today is of course the little, um, um, 
Dungeons and Dragons movie, a uh, uh, little uh, ad for it with uh, uh, the Freaks and Geeks reunion. Oh, and, I haven't uh, seen that. With, uh, Sam, that oh, it's basically Sam Levine, uh, Martin Starr, and uh, John Francis Daly are uh, are sitting around playing um, um, uh, Dungeons and Dragons, of course. And mm-hmm. uh, and at one point, they they they're like, "Okay, so how long we've we been playing this game?" And it's like, I don't know, twenty three years, because of course <laughs> that's how the show ended. Um, <laughs> that's funny. With them playing D and D. Oh, I gotta find uh, that now. That's great. And 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 the interesting part of it is, is that you know, with the exception of the fact that they uh, they're both uh, you know fully bearded, Sam Levine and Martin Starr still look exactly the same. <laughs> It took me a minute, even in context. Is that John Francis Daly? Oh, yeah, it is. And uh, they make a joke about the fact that he doesn't have a beard. And uh, but, you know, he he looks like he could play one of the teachers on the show. Um, and, but the, whereas the two of the other two of them, eh, they don't look that much older. They've aged well. <laughs> it's interesting yeah. that he's the one that. Uh... It seems to be showing the age the most. I think it's more that that we've just seen the other two, and uh, you know, over the years, uh, in in all kinds of shows, and so you know, it's 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 easier to track, right? Because they they boiled that frog uh, a degree at a time over the over <laughs> the last twenty years. Whereas for for daily, it's like he you know he went into writing, um, so. Um, I watched him in, uh, uh, didn't he do Bones? Played the shrink on Bones. Yes, he did for a bit. Yeah. Uh, But then, but then after that, and and I mean, and that show ran for, for like ever. So, um, uh, you know, I mean, it was like, what, uh, 12 years that it ran. And, um, and I think, I don't know that he was on for all of it. No, he came in in the last half, is my understanding. That's right, because he replaced the other. Um, yeah, he replaced the other one. Yeah, okay. It's been a little while since I I was doing my um, Your my bones rewatch. That. Yeah, well, <laughs> not rewatch, but watch for the first time. And yeah. I I got a good couple of seasons into it, and then I I need to take a bit of a break. Um, there's a it's a lot of sameness on that show. Yep. And as with any of those things, right, it's uh, it's to be expected. But um, yeah, now he's busy, you know, writing the uh, the horrible bosses and the, uh, um, you know, the uh, the vacations and the uh, all that kind of stuff. I didn't realize that's what he was doing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's uh, he went he went into screenwriting and I can't remember who his uh, uh, writing partner is, but um he um Jonathan Goldstein, um which sounds like a perfectly good screenwriter's name, um uh, who wrote uh, uh you know, and this writing partner of his wrote um you know Spider-Man Homecoming. Um oh. yeah. Um, means that. And uh and they wrote together one uh, one of my favorites over the last uh while, uh Game Night. Oh yeah, nice. Right. So um oh, good for him. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta like that. You gotta like it. Um and they actually both directed um so sorry, they didn't write uh game night, they directed it. 
Oh, the two of them. Yeah. Bill Bravo. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, it was a great movie. Uh, takes a village as they say. Um, anyway. Um, so, uh, so yeah. So, so, so there, and, and I'm, I'm not sure where I'm at on this D and D movie. Um, no, it looks interesting. I, I, I don't know. Um, I don't think uh, I'm, I'm as enamored of uh, Chris Pine as, as as most seem to be. So uh, so it, it hasn't quite grabbed me yet, but uh, but I will probably check it out still. Um, yeah. yeah, I think that uh, segues nicely into our next conversational topic, does it? Not? Yes. That's right. As we uh, as we discuss the um, the playing of Dungeons and Dragons, um, wait, maybe not. I don't know. All right. Uh, I believe we were going to talk about um, uh, some of the uh, things that are happening, but before that, just want to say, starting to catch up on on our fantasy TV season. Oh, here we go. Yes. Yes. Starting to catch up very slowly. I mean, you're still at 56 and I'm at 44, but given that we spent a lot of time at like, you know, uh, uh, 65, 35, I'm, I'm, I'm liking <laughs> the, uh, the turnaround here. Yeah, like the progression. Um, oh yeah. And I mean, you know, as, as, as not dead yet continues on it, I'm just gonna, you know, yeah, yeah. It's, it's Is that one of yours. Yeah, of course it is. Okay, I I have been watching it. I've been trying to like it. Yeah, same. Um, I mean, I appreciate what it was trying to do, but I don't know that it uh, got there. You know, that's true. Um, yeah. yeah so uh, Alaska Daily has come back, and it looks like they will finish out. Uh, uh, I finish think the finale is, uh, oh, is tonight. Son of a bitch. Yeah. 13 episodes, huh? Wow. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a Not small a fine, run. How do you do? Um, yeah, that's it. Is that one of yours? Of course it is. I think we should get the list reread again here because yeah, that me and the, the listeners don't know whose is whose. That's fair. Okay, so I have A Night Court, Not Dead Yet, Alaska Daily, and Fire Country. Mm-hmm. You have Fire Country, dude. That, that sounds right because you said it. I was like, I thought I had it because it was a whole thing about how I'm not watching the show that I have or I don't like the show that I have. It just—I finally figured out what it was. It feels like a, like a Diet Coke version of 911 because everything has to be a fire, but that's all it is. It's a fire country, Scott. Mm, yeah, sure it is. That's where the fires are. Yeah, I just uh, <laughs> struggle with that show. I'm watching it, but hey, I mean the uh, that nine one one is often a fire as well. What with the well, characters fire country seems to involve at least one of them. You know, gets pinned under a tree or set on fire, and then they're back a week later, and they're just kind of rubbing their arm a little bit because ooh, that hurt. Like, well, it probably did. But, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I struggle with that one. So sorry. Uh, what's your fourth show then? Uh, it is East New York. Oh yes. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So so there we go. Um, 
What are mine? Yours are um, our Crapopolis. Yes, it'll save me. Yes, if it ever airs. <laughs> I mean, it's in the blockchain, so you know, it being a crypto show, I'm oh, uh, any day now. Any day. Um, it's been pushed back to May. Oh, that's yeah. a great time for shows. That speaks high confidence. High confidence yes. in that program. Yep, indeed, yep, yep, yep. indeed. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, then you've got uh, Lopez uh, v Lopez, mm-hmm. and uh, and then of course uh, there is um, don't squeeze me, Todd. Oh, God bless him. Yeah. Okay. Wait, what was my other drama? Oh, Fire Country. Forgot. <laughs> right. No, Fire Country's mine, dude. What are you, what are you no, talking stop about? Stop it. Fire Country's mine. You can't <laughs> eat your. <laughs> it is by far the highest rated uh, show in the um, in the season. Um, so Fire Country? Oh, yeah. Really? That stuns me. Um, like to the point where, uh, the total score on the first, um, 16 episodes is, um, 116. Uh, the next closest is, uh, East New York, which is at 93.6. Followed hey. by, so help me, uh, um, squad, um, at, uh, 84.78. See, and I think we talked about this last time. That's that's my favorite of the the new season. You were saying the same. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I've been enjoying the hell out of uh, Alaska Daily. Yeah. No, I think nice, I think they're they're, uh, nice they're have great a journalism shows. show back in the mix again. Like, it's been a Absolutely. long time since since that's been the case, and um, I think with with journalism under fire, it's nice to see, you know. And that's um, exactly why it, it is. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't hurt that the guy who created the show um, has a good, a really good track record on, on um, creating stuff with, uh, with, uh, you know, big journalism themes. Um, uh, and that's why I knew I was going to enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah, yeah, no, it's good stuff. And it is, uh, Actually, uh, one, two, three. It, so it's in fourth place of uh, of our bunch, and um, so they're wrapping up. They're wrapping up early. Yeah. So that that helps me out a lot. I'm gonna think uh, that is a good it sign. It does. Yeah. That'll, that'll um, make up for my crapopolis not coming until May, <laughs> if ever. It's it's the third time it's been pushed back. So oh, it's good. It's fine. It's fine. They're just polishing the animation. They're making it extra funny. Like, oh, okay. I'm sure they are. I'm I'm sure yeah. they are. Uh, you know, but but maybe with all the you know, because it was the first show that is uh, done on the completely on the blockchain, and um, as we know, uh, crypto's been doing amazing things lately. Um, is it so, really tied to blockchain? Oh yeah, it's a whole thing. It is such really? a uh, it is such a crypto bro show. <laughs> oh jeez. I was taking it as a uh, Mark Harmon. Hey, or Mark Harmon. <laughs> Mark Harmon's like, I'm out on this NCIS stuff. I got, I got me. Uh... I got, I got an animated thing over here. It's gonna be great. Stand back. Hold my beer. <laughs> I can get my crypto guys to uh, to do the show. 
My yes. Carmen. <laughs> Who will still always be Ted Bundy to me. Ooh. Yeah. 1986, um, he played that role, and it, it stuck. <laughs> so I don't, I don't want to get ahead of myself here, but yeah. it's a 56-44 split, you said? Yep. And one of your dramas just stopped. Yep. And I got one of the ones that's like drama of the year, of the season. Yep. It's true. I'll... Uh, this, this, uh, you know, I'm not trying to count chickens before they hatch here, but I got a good feeling about the last half of the season here, with or without Krabopolis <laughs> showing up. <laughs> Krabopolis, it's a, Krabopolis. it's a, it's a, it's a spin off from spin-off. the Simpsons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it looks good for you for sure, um, and that is I almost will. entirely due to Fire Country. The show I don't get. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Exactly. Exactly. I so. am excellent at this game. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this might be why no networks are hiring me as a consultant. Could I'm be. starting to think that might be a reason. It's entirely <laughs> possible. I mean, stranger things have happened. Um, well, stranger things are in their fourth season. I'm, I'm What's your point? <laughs> allegedly. Uh, that's true. Yeah, allegedly. Yeah. So of all the shows, uh, Fire Country represents 27%. And um, yeah, so I mean, it's it's already like more than a more than a quarter of the of the eight shows. <laughs> I'm good with that. Yeah. So there you go. There you go. Yeah. Yikes. Well, all right. I'll take it. I'll take that it is and, that. and slink away, not understanding what's happened. <laughs> exactly. All right. So I'm going to actually save that chart too, because that's kind of a neat uh, look at, um, you know, so that 27% makes up for the fact that, uh, that Lopez B. Lopez <laughs> is, um, not performing up to expectations <laughs> it, it, it is not doing great it is uh doing seven yeah. percent uh it is only bottomed out by uh by uh not dead yet and a large part of that is also it's had half the episodes <laughs> so yeah lopez v lopez i'm you know wanted to like it they've done some neat stuff they've got some good people in there uh he set this up as a vehicle with his daughter and uh she acts with all the subtlety of uh a sports star who's guesting on a Saturday Night Live reading off the cue cards. It's and and I mean he's never been that much better. <laughs> no. And he's showing the age compared yes. to yes. Once upon a time, yeah. It's 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 a little rough. The the kid. Well, I mean, his other show, show was like twenty years ago, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. But the uh, the kid on this show, um, he's he's a funny little guy. He's uh, yeah. he's got good comedy timing. He's uh, you know he he's he's not screwing up. I'm I'm impressed by him nice but uh yeah it's 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 rough i don't know what else to say beyond you know it's 
I, I hope it's bringing me a couple of points, but I know it's not making much more than that. <laughs> it's got more points than uh, Acrobopolis. Than, uh, uh, this is true. Which, by the way, it shall forever be. <laughs> <laughs> Why wouldn't it? Right? I don't understand. It must be. Yeah. 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 So there we go. Um, yeah, ouch. Okay, uh, let's see here. Um, so we were going to talk about something that's coming up. Yeah. And a bunch of things that are coming up, in fact. And I, I'm just trying to find the thing. Um, uh, spring movies. That's what we're mm-hmm. going to talk about, folks. Spring movies. And uh, spring is the time in which movies shall come out. In fact, they've already started. Um, yep. We already had um, um, uh, Rilo Ken uh, hates dinosaurs. <laughs> and um, and boy, does he hate dinosaurs. Well, based on what he appears to go through with them, I don't blame him. Indeed. Indeed. Uh, there was that Megan. There yep. was... Um, Seemed to do rather well. Yes, 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 indeed. Um, it was Allison Williams, wasn't it? I believe so. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And um, and speaking of movies where people get their asses kicked relentlessly, uh, also uh, John Wick. <laughs> See my autobiography. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, yeah, I had some buddies who went to see John Wick. They were all excited about it, and I. Thing. I, I kind of struggle to connect to that franchise just because it seems like one extended fight scene and I know that's the point but it, it just makes me think of the of the Bourne movies and it was the same problem I had with those is it was there's just nothing to it it's just basically he walks along and someone comes up and he fights them and then he walks a bit further and someone comes up and he fights them and then he walks a bit further and someone comes up and he fights them and but it felt uh, like there was more story in that than this this is literally just oh we've been fighting yeah, for the same reason much. we've been fighting yeah. since the first movie I mean there wasn't really any story it was just except for we have to get that guy um and uh and so that's all those were um and and then the um the john wick thing is basically those guys killed my dog i'm gonna get them yeah and uh so we tapped out in the in the (laughs) yeah we tapped out in the first 10 minutes you know it's like oh they're gonna kill his dog nope we're out and um and i know like jam went with her dad to see john wick three Without even see, without seeing the rest of of the first John Wick, nor seeing <laughs> two, you skipped two and missing half of one. She like, was like, how yeah, are you going to know what's going, going on? Um, and I it, bet she was out, fine. It turns out it didn't matter. Yeah. And uh, yeah, turns she, out he's really mad and killing people still. Yeah, yeah she, that sums it up. She thoroughly hated it, and um, <laughs> and yeah, I I. Honestly, I hear people rave about it. There, there was a guy at work talking about it the other day. He he and his son went to see it and loved it. And uh, and I just I I can't muster up the uh, the slightest excitement. Bit of interest. Yeah. <laughs> oh, not even I, 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 excitement. Good lord, I, I I can't even muster up a tiny bit of interest in it. Like not at all. <laughs> 
Oh, Excitement. Good Lord. We're a long way off that. <laughs> um, but yeah, it seems to be a thing. Mm-hmm. Well, some people really dig it. Yeah. I just, I can't, uh, can't get there. Yep. <laughs> All I right. Guess neither of us are picking that. That <laughs> will not <laughs> land on the list. Exactly. <laughs> Um, why don't you, uh, why don't you start off with yours? Ooh, well, uh, let's see. Um, you know what? I am going to go with the aforementioned, uh, Dungeons and Dragons. Nice. Um, I, you know, I, I came late to, uh, the world of D and D, um, but enjoyed it nonetheless. Mm-hmm. And, um, I'm, I think I'm in a position where I'll at least get some of the jokes. <laughs> and well, it seems like it's the kind of thing where it's a, it's a decent buddy comedy action. Yeah. Like, and you're going to enjoy it for what it is. If you don't get the references and if you do get some of the references, you're going to enjoy it even more. And Absolutely. So I that's think that's, uh, that's fair. Hope expectation. And I don't know if you've seen, um, I, he might be a common friend of ours. He might not be, but uh, guy I know got to see a preview, and as part of the preview um, at the theaters, they're doing a promotion where uh, the popcorn is served in a giant twenty-sided die. Oh, that's and genius. I want that. I want it so bad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I. I will skip the movie if you'll give me the book. <laughs> fair, <laughs> fair. Yeah, it's it's it. Oh, it looks so good. I just That's want it. Awesome. I want it. I want it. Can I have it? I want it. <laughs> nice. Uh, so I'm uh, I'm trying to figure out a way to sneak off to the theaters just to get the damn popcorn container. Um. Uh, it looks like a good movie. You know, uh, Chris Pine uh, being all Chris Piney. <laughs> um, Michelle Rodriguez, anytime she gets to, uh, to act, not standing next to Vin Diesel, call that a win for everybody. <laughs> and, uh, um, you know, it, it looks like good stuff. And Hugh Grant looks like he's having the time of his life. Oh, around I didn't, I didn't even realize he was in it. Well, there you yeah. Go. He plays one of the villain guys and it's great casting nice. when you can get him in a movie. Oops. And, uh, it uh it just it looks funny. The the ads look great and you know the end. <laughs> there you go. Shut up and take my money. It's basically where Very I'm at nice. with that film. Yeah. Thank you. So that's my first. That's Very uh, nice. What I'm interested in. What about yourself? Uh, my you, first uh, is uh my my first is actually one that uh, came off the uh uh it is a uh a third in the line and that's Creed 3. I uh, love the first oh, two nice. movies. Uh, you know, you got uh, you got yourself, um, you know, uh, Kill Raven uh, and uh, and Valkyrie, and then now now we've added Kang to the list, and uh, <laughs> it's 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 no soft lineup. <laughs> no, absolutely, and uh, and again, um, you, you know, this was uh, this one is actually directed by Jordan, and I'm I'm interested mm-hmm. to see that because I've I've been I've been a fan of that dude since The Wire. And, um, and so looking forward to, uh, uh, to see him one that he directs and, um, yeah, just very, 
very yeah, interested I, to see this. I have not seen two. Um, and, you know, unlike your wife with the, the John Wick franchise, <laughs> I, yeah. I will see them in order. Yeah, because you're not a savage. Call me crazy. I, I said it. I said it. Yeah. <laughs> you said it. You said it somewhere she'll never hear it. But you yep, said yeah. it. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, the safest place possible. <laughs> oh, you're not a fool. <laughs> um. Yeah. I I loved the first one. I uh, would love so to see good. where it goes. I think they're they're doing. Um. I mean, we've talked before about different shows that are doing a good job of of the, the idea of the reboot or the continuation of a series. Yeah. yeah. And uh, this did a really good job with that that it was a clean baton handoff and um letting letting him direct and, and yes tell I'm the stories so interested to see that because i mean ryan coogler's a been a big part of uh of of uh, to me of of what made those first ones but uh those you know those first two were were ryan coogler is and it it will be very interesting like that's big shoes for him to fill um, mm-hmm. but it sounds like he's been really set up for uh success with it. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. So there and, you go. I mean, I love that Stallone isn't so possessive of it all, that he doesn't see, you know, the opportunities here. And that dude's living his best life, man. He, he's yeah. got his, he's got his new show, which is awesome. And, um, really need to see that. Yeah, you do. You do. Yeah. Um, it, 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 it's, such an interesting blend of things um anyway but uh but yeah i think uh, i think he's uh he's having some fun and he get you know and they they you know he showed up in the uh in the movie and of course uh not anymore but uh but you know we we got to see him in that first one and uh mm-hmm. um and the second too um anyway so yeah this is the first one without him it is also the uh, uh, the directorial debut of, of uh, Michael B. Jordan, and mm-hmm. yeah, just uh, very interesting. And uh, so, yeah. great bunch I, of actors I, I, with a with a with a great script, and uh, and yeah, I, yeah, you can't go wrong. And also great to see Felicia Rashad doing something that uh, you know. I think that a lot of. Uh, her, her biggest hits have been a little tainted in recent years. And so it's nice to see you're getting something that's uh, a little, it, little clean. <laughs> it, it, it was why I liked her when she was in um, uh, this is us as well. Uh, Cause she was yes. very good in that. And, um, and yeah, yeah. She, you know, do they all have to be attached to that other dude? <laughs> Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Right. Um, my next one. Um, Oh, let's see. Uh, I'm going to go with Air, courting a legend. Oh, very um, nice. Yes, yes. A lot of dudes I really like doing a movie together. That you, you watch that trailer, it, it works. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Ben Affleck's directing again. Um, yep. Have you seen the the way back that he did a few years ago? Oh, yeah. The one we played. Oh, yeah. It? Yeah. Oh, it's great. Absolutely love that movie. Um. See Ben Affleck and Matt Damon and Jason Bateman and Viola Davis, Sorry. Chris Tucker and Sorry. Marlon Wayans. Like come Matt on. Damon, okay, him too. It had to be. Uh, it's, it's just it's a hell of a lineup. Yeah, and uh, a story that everybody kind of knows but doesn't know. 
Like everybody knows the importance of of this moment in in sports oh, slash business history. In in just it, it, you know, it was a part of that. Um, it's a huge shift in culture. It was a huge yeah. shift in marketing. It was a huge shift in all kinds of stuff. And um, what I love is that um, Halfleck telling the story about uh, how when he was talking to Jordan about this, and it was like kind of a thing like they, they didn't have to uh, get his permission on it, but you know they they reached out to him and they were talking to him about it, and um, and uh, you know because he doesn't actually appear in it, like yeah, even even as a character. Um, nope. You know, and uh, um, but uh, but they were like, he was like, so, uh, you know, and 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 Jordan's like, uh, you know, he's just like hoping he doesn't get into the conversation because he doesn't want to have to uh, disappoint Jordan on 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 uh, on anything. And he's just like, God, please don't say, you know, and, and he's like saying, you know, it'd be really good to. Uh, uh, to play my mom is real is Viola Davis. And he's like, great. Now I've got to get Viola Davis for him. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I, she's fantastic in anything she does. So of course she is. Yeah. I mean, when, when it gets to the point in the trailer, when she appears, you're like, Oh, okay. Come on. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, great cast. And, uh, it's always nice. Uh, it's always nice when he, uh, when you know, like he, he hasn't, he hasn't directed a, a movie in seven years. Yeah, like the last one was uh, was uh, Led by Night. So, um, yeah, it'll be good to to see him get back to it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm uh, looking forward to that. If you if you haven't seen the trailer, ladies and gentlemen, I highly recommend you uh, yeah, fire up a great. YouTube window and check it out. Looks really good. I'm, Absolutely. Uh, definitely looking forward to it. Yeah. Uh, yours, sir. Your second. Well. Well. Um, uh, it, it, it's actually Renfield. And my first question is, mm. how is how is Andy Samberg not in this movie? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, good um, for you. That was on that was on my list. That was I, I, I think that um one of the things is that you know, yes, Nick Cage is in the movie as Dracula. Um, yes, <laughs> but it's not about him, and no. uh, and so um, that made all the difference for me. <laughs> yeah, and the way they presented in the trailer, where it's it's about the character and it's about Renfield and and what he's going through and the struggle he has, and you know the opportunities that this presents to him and how he's trying to walk that line and it, and it's played comedically and it looks great and it's funny. And then the doors kick open and fucking Nick Cage comes in full over the top Nick Cage. And you're like, God damn. Like if, if, you know, if you're talking about somebody who's trying to deal with this excessive person and personality, who's better to be that person? Well, it's true. It's true. And, um, um, it's great casting so it is, for the so tone of this uh, movie. Yeah, so Renfield, who is of course uh, the you know Dracula's toady, um, mm-hmm. is um, he starts to question his choices. <laughs> yes. Um, the uh, the guy who directed the Lego Batman movie is the director. Uh, it's written by a writer from uh, from Rick and Morty, and yes. is based on an idea by Kirkman. 
Um, and uh, and how's Aquafina? Because by law, um, you can't have a slate of movies uh, of more than three where Aquafina is not a featured player in one in one of them. Uh, yeah. it's, it's the law. It's the law. Yeah. Um, and Stop and also, we're on the beach. I'm already there. <laughs> <laughs> and also Ben Schwartz. So yes. uh, it's a it's a great group. Um, and so yeah, looking forward to checking that out. Yeah, I same. It was uh, it was a surprise. I'd I'd heard something about it, and I thought, what a weird, really. And then the trailer popped up on YouTube, and I yeah, like, right, click on this, and oh shit! <laughs> What's funny is <laughs> I had that on the list. I hadn't heard anything about it, and then I pulled up this list, um, and uh, and sent the link to you, like like basically in one fell swoop. And, uh, and, and then, um, uh, Sandberg was on Seth Meyers that night and I'm like, could he be in it? And, uh, of hmm. course it wasn't, but, uh, but it was like, wow, that's a weird coincidence. And, uh, and I looked at it and said, how is he not in this movie? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it, uh, yeah, it looks, it's strong. I'm, yeah. uh. I'm hopeful that we've got a very good comedy in there and, you know, weird and different. It's not enough of yeah. that anymore. So that's well, true. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully. Um, my third and final is, uh, um, the drama, a little more serious here. That's called a good person. Uh, again, it's somebody who hasn't been directing for a while. Zach Braff is uh, directing yes. and not starring, which is always interesting. Uh, it's Florence Poe and Morgan Freeman. Um, oh, and, yes, I mean, yes. Morgan friggin' Freeman, like, already, yeah. already take my money. Um, it appears to be, my understanding is that it's, uh, um, Florence plays a woman who's in a car accident, loses her fiance, and then years later meets or recrosses paths with the uh, the man who would have been her father-in-law, if not for what had happened. Okay. Um, and from the trailer, it appears that it happens because she walks into his AA meeting, and that's the point in their lives that they are both at on oh, the heels wow. of that tragic event. Yeah, and so I'm. I'm in. I mean, Florence is fantastic. Everything that she's been in lately. She's and, been great. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And and it's Morgan Freeman. Come on. Absolutely. Um, I I think it's going to be a, a good heavy drama, and I I am looking forward to it. I'm all here for this. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Don't have much more than that because I don't want to scratch too much deeper. No, <laughs> I, I, want, agree. So, I agree. I want to leave. Yeah, I want to leave the, uh, the 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 twists and surprises and emotional heft in place to hit me. When yeah, I and I and I think that that the, the you know the point you've made where it's like uh, Braff is is directing and having other people act in it. It's not that mm-hmm. I don't like him as an actor. I just find nope. a lot of the movies that he's made where he is also the lead. Yep. I, like I know a lot of people raved about Garden State. Did not feel it. That's the one they're talking about a lot. I, yeah. I was on the fence with it. I, I didn't. I didn't mind it. I didn't lose my mind over it. Like some people did. Oh, it was um, just. God, it was. Yeah. 
it felt like a little indie thing and had some charming moments and some charming people and you know good for you and did nothing yeah <laughs> did nothing and and, uh, and so i'm i'm interested to see this because uh i do find when when he can get out of his own way um yes. he does a great job what what does it look like when he when he just focuses on the job of directing what yeah. is that what does that look like so i'm i'm curious yeah nice yeah yeah i agree so yeah that's uh that's my third um what about yourself sir i have chosen another one hiding in there ah yes this one uh looks to uh to take place uh at the same time as its original uh novel and uh uh you know taking place in the early 70s and um, how appropriate that Are You There, God, It's Me, Margaret is a period piece. <laughs> <laughs> the jokes, they write themselves. Ladies uh, and gentlemen. I've been waiting all week to use that. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you, it felt like one that you had uh, in the holster. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yes. Good for you. Um, I, I just kept it in a little thing in my purse. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and, and uh, I mean, you can tell just from the font that they use on the trailer and uh and so this is um there is uh, a trailer the, for it i haven't seen that yet yeah Even yeah though, so it, it's the the same uh uh director the uh, writer and director that did um the edge of 17 which i which i thought was quite good oh wow that's and that's um excellent. the remember uh cassie lang in the first two ant-man movies mm-hmm. that, that's the girl who is playing margaret ah. and um and so, you know, she and her family uh, move uh, to New York or from New York to New Jersey. And mm-hmm. uh, uh, Rachel McAdams plays her mom and Kathy Bates plays her grandmother. And oh, wow. um, oh, just, uh, just the, the trailer is great. And it is very much of its time. And it is, you know, it's one of those things where like, hey, when I was a kid growing up, you know, everyone was reading the uh, everyone was reading these books. And, you know, you were reading S.E. Hinton. You know the outsiders, Rumblefish, all that stuff, and you read all of the uh, of of the Judy Bloom books, and uh, and even though this one was you know more targeted toward girls, but completely targeted toward girls, um, it was you know it, it it was a um, it was just a thing you read at the time, and yeah. uh, and I, I saw and I just as a lot of those uh, a lot of these things uh, you know started unfolding in the trailer it took me right back to reading that book when I was like eight years old or seven oh, years wow. old or whatever. Well, that's and, a good sign they're doing their job. Yeah, absolutely. It, uh, um, so yeah, it, um, and they were saying like, it's amazing that like, you know, they say arguably, I, you know, yes, I guess fudge did very well. Um, but, um, you know, this is the one. Like when people talk about Judy Bloom, are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. You know, it's it, it, about this kid who is dealing with with puberty and dealing with trying to find her religious identity and all this stuff. Um, you know, it it, it um, you know, it, it's it, it's her. It, it's it, that is the that it, it is synonymous with Judy Bloom's name, and she wrote a lot of books. This is the one people talk about, um, you know, uh, and there was a, there was one that was targeted more at guys. It was then again, maybe I won't. Um, <laughs> and um, 
but you know this was the one that uh that everyone talked about and and continues to and uh and so uh, so I'm 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 interested to see uh to see how this all comes out because there's 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 a you know for all of the sort of the angsty uh bits of it there 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 are some big funny moments in in that book and uh so yeah so there we go hmm. that's awesome yeah uh, it'll be interesting to see if this opens the door to more of more of her work. I, mean, I wonder. When you think about how much they've they've looked to you know. It seems like they've anybody who's ever written anything. Uh, I'm you know, amazed. It's a movie deal. Yeah, like it's, it's interesting. It's taken this long to get to Judy Bloom. And who knows? Like it, you know, maybe she's been really really fussy, and this is the first oh, person sure. that came to her with something she liked. I don't know. Um, uh, 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 yeah, I, I'm amazed that um, that her catalog. You would have thought it would have come up by, by now at some point, so it'll be yeah like, interesting to see if this opens the door. These, yeah, a lot of her, uh, you know, her best-selling books were you know written over forty years ago, and yeah. uh, you know how is this IP that has not been. Uh, that, that has not been exploited. It, it, it's fascinating to me, and yeah. Uh, yeah, and good for her. Good for her. She gets to uh, gets to see her uh, her book made into a movie. Maybe she doesn't want that. I don't know. <laughs> I don't Maybe know. That was the whole point. Yeah, she was it's, waiting. It's, it's true. It's just, true. just do it after I'm gone. <laughs> and they're like, you know. Nope. It's been 40 years since you wrote those. Hey, you're, you're still here. We need the cash. I mean, you know, if, if we get a super fudge out of this, it'll be super fudge. Can you do super fudge before you do fudge? Oh, that's a good point. Probably do fudge then super fudge. Actually, I, I, I yeah, say that's that part wrong, of the extended bloom universe. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Bloomiverse. Can I trademark it, that now? I think it's, I, I think, yeah, I think. You're right. I think Super Fudge was the second one, and the first one was um, Tales of a Fourth Grade Nothing. Oh wow! So it wasn't actually called uh, uh, Fudge. So there was Tales of a Fourth Grade Nothing, otherwise known as Sheila the Great, Super Fudge, Fudge Mania, and then Double Fudge in two thousand two. Diggity darn. Yes. But wow. yeah, I still, like I say, wow. blown away. Okay, media adaptations. Um, first uh, media adaptation of one of her novels was uh, uh, something, ba- a TV movie based on uh, for her, her novel Forever, um, which was a story of two teenagers in high school. Uh, who fall in love, and it starred Stephanie Zimbalist, of course, Laura Holt. Of course, it did. Steel <laughs> and Dean Butler, who uh, might have been, he might have been uh, Alman- Almanzo Wilder on uh, uh, Little House on the Prairie. Um, then in 1988, 10 years later, there was a uh, that she and her son wrote and executive produced a small film adaptation of otherwise known as Sheila the Great. That's right, Scott. Oh. They went to the second book in the series and not the first one. Madness. 
savages. Madness. Um, what is this, Star Wars? Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, and uh, and there was a Fudge TV series in 1995. Really? It was based on the book Fudgemania. It ran from 1995 to 1997. Season one on ABC, season two on CBS. Uh, starred Jake Richardson as uh, as Peter. He was one of the kids in, uh, or he was in um, Honey, We Shrunk Ourselves. And um, Luke Tarsitano um, played uh, played Fudge. Now wait a second. I might have a little uh, a little moment here, but. Um, uh, it doesn't say who he played on Frasier. Because um, I was like, wait a second, could this be Frederick? Oh. Um, <laughs> but I don't think it is. Um, but hell, wouldn't that be interesting? Um, he was Fre- Frederick. So really? Frederick from Frasier played, uh, played Fudge on TV. Huh. Um, then um, in 2012... So already we're getting late, right? Like uh, her her novel, her 1981 novel Tiger Eyes, um, was was made into a movie, and it was actually a theatrical feature. I don't remember it either. Um, about a teenage <laughs> girl struggling to uh, cope with the sudden death of her father, um, and uh, and again she co-wrote the uh, the screenplay with her son. Her son directed. And it starred Willa Holland, um, who was, uh, she was um, what to, uh, Oliver's younger sister um, in um, Arrow. And uh, Amy Jo Johnson, oh, oh. the the, uh, the Pink Power Ranger, who was yep. also on Felicity. Uh, she was in it. Um, and um, yeah. And then this one, like... How weird is that? It's still baffling to me that it has taken this long um, because the other ones like. With the exception of 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 fudge and to be fair, it was fudge mania that they were adapting, not super fudge, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, with the exception of that. I didn't recognize any of the others. I didn't recognize forever or no one was talking about those ones. and uh and and it takes this long to get to are you there god it's me margaret which came out in 1970 70 jeez incredible absolutely incredible anyway so so there we go there we go uh it just it has me flabbergasted sir flabbergasted um and uh and and you know i i just i just feel as though uh my eyes are gonna pop just thinking about it which reminds yeah. me sir what is your pop of the yep. week oh smooth smooth mm. uh let's see uh my pop of the week is a documentary series i tripped over on uh on uh, uh crave uh-huh. called Women Who Rock. And uh, it's a four-parter. Nice. Um, and it's just kind of the history of women in rock. Uh, it cool. was really, really good. Um, 
lots of people that I didn't necessarily know who they were or their stories. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, great interviews, lots of folks. Um, they did, uh, let's see, um, the, they split it into kind of decades or eras. Yeah. And, um, but they get sit down interviews with like uh, Nancy Wilson and Pat Benatar and uh, Shania Twain. Um, and they, uh, they eventually get up to Lilith Fair. So Sarah McLaughlin comes walking in. Yeah. Um, they do most of the people who are doing their, their interviews um at some point they hand them a record and they put it on the record player sitting next to them and so then you get them talking about another artist while listening to their music oh i like that and yeah the warmth that that artists have for one another and yeah that, you know musicians have for other musicians it's you can feel it in this documentary it's it's very supportive and inclusive. It's yeah. very much about celebrating music and artists. Um, it. And it's neat to hear different uh, artists talking about um, other artists. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, the, the series starts and one of the first people to speak uh, in one of the interviews is Natalie Merchant, who uh, of 10,000 Maniacs fame. Yep. And who was always um, a favorite of mine. And so to hear like it started and she was one of the first people to speak. And I said, Oh, well, I'm, I'm hooked. Mm-hmm, <laughs> so I was like, mm-hmm. yep, no, I've lost you. <laughs> yeah. Um, they, uh, the, the first one is great because they talk a lot about um, many of the early African-American artists who um, just, you know, you don't know about, or you don't know enough about. Yeah. Um, and um, another thing that was really interesting was that each episode starts with um, it's it's uh, somebody putting on music of the era or uh, but it's it's uh, it's tied to the way that music was consumed at that time. Right. So the first one is a record. And then the second one, it's a, a mixtape, and it like the the initial images include someone like with a, a pen stuck in the in the reel trying to spool it back up. Um, the third one is a, a mix CD, and someone's writing on it on their mix. Women who rock. The fourth one is uh, constructing a playlist on a on an MP3 nice. player, and so it's neat the way they've uh, each opening kind of indicates the era that you're you're stepping into mm-hmm. it was good yeah well and and i mean I've, i have seen the first episode and oh, okay, uh, good. yeah yeah i haven't gotten through uh through the others yet but i think i i only caught up with it a couple of days ago um and uh and you know the the like sister rosetta tharp for example Yes, um, thank you. you know, I, was, I knew it, you were going to know the names. <laughs> is, is 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 a great story, and uh, and and you know, I remember, like, I mean, she was recently uh, inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and uh, and there was a great uh, a, a great induction for her in that. Um, but yeah. yeah, like, like the, the the people don't realize just how much she brought us. You know, like most people don't know her name. 
and mm-hmm. uh, and and most didn't even know who she was. I, I, I can remember people saying, I don't even know who the hell that is when, uh, when uh, they announced that she was being inducted. Um, and um, yeah, there is so much that she brought us and, uh, and you've got like Mahalia Jackson is the one talking about her. Uh, you get, you get some stuff on uh, Bessie Smith and of course, Ma Rainey. Let's go back to, uh, you know, thinking of, uh, of uh, Chadwick Boseman in the movie about uh, Ma Rainey, which was incredible. And, uh, you know, like these are things that come up all the time. And Mavis Staples, you see her, like Stephen Colbert is a big fan of Mavis Staples. Um, it, you know, he's had her, he had her on the rapport many, many times. Uh, she was on one of the earliest, uh, uh, shows of, of his CBS show. Uh, you know, there, there are people that he really likes, you know, like her Doris Kearns Goodwin and, uh, you know, they will often be on, uh, on his show. And it's just because he likes to have them around him. And Mavis Staples is just, you know, just such a, a, a powerful singer, such a charismatic uh, personality period and um and so you got that whole thing with the you know sort of the chicago blues and uh and all these uh you know all these uh performers and uh yeah and just the way that it goes through all the way through to like you know civil rights and yeah it's so good yeah it's great series um yeah if you've got bell it's available on crave for free um if not, track it down however you can. Uh, just really informative, uplifting. Um, yeah. They they do focus on a lot of the challenges that were unique to women in rock. Absolutely, um, and and the other thing is is that they they spend more time on the lesser known. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you know, yep. so, so it, it is sister Rosetta Tharp, who, as I said, incredibly influential, but the general knowledge about her is low. Um, yes. you know, so, so did they get into a whole lot with Aretha Franklin? Not as much because they're like, she's already a legend. We're, we're yeah. good. And same well, and after, after, I think that's really specific to the first episode. And then after that, it gets a little more populous. Like, I mean, at one point they're talking about Taylor Swift heard of her yeah um uh, it's made up made up <laughs> but i think that part of their thesis is that these original women did what they did so that other women could stand on their shoulders absolutely and 100%. so you you see how it gets uh, built uh, how uh you know things things move forward you get into you know pat Benatar's and cheryl crows and yeah um all of whom are 100% prepared to recognize everyone who came before them oh, who absolutely. walked so they could fly. And it's, it's great. Absolutely. And, and this know. was one of my, you know, it, it takes me back to uh, when, um, you know, Pat Benatar gets uh, inducted into the, into the, into the hall of fame. And, uh, and the, uh, and one of the people cheering the most was pink, you know, yeah. <laughs> because she's like, everything i am i owe <laughs> yes yeah and there's, she would totally recognize that there's a there's a sisterhood there's a secret handshake it's a, it's a club and um you know love that it's all um that it's it's all based on supporting one another and cheering each other uh, on absolutely and, and, and yeah. the actual rivalries are very few and far between yeah 
Yeah, yeah. exactly. And uh, yeah, and mostly Taylor Swift. So <laughs> <laughs> she's angry at a lot of people. <laughs> Almost all of them. Uh, I mean, even going way back. <laughs> so, um, yeah, yeah. That, was, that was mine. Uh, if, if you've seen the first episode, you know how good it is. And uh, yeah, I it's excellent. recommend you uh, get those great ones you best. And yeah, it's good. Good stuff. What about you, sir? Wow. Me. Oh shoot! I suppose I had to come up with something. Damn it! No, um, yeah, yeah, I, 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 joke. I know it's unfair. We should have warned you that this is part of the show. Yeah. What? No, I um, um I I do have something picked out, and and it is something I picked up at the comic book store just the other day. Ooh. Um, as I went Love in to pick up store. the the latest uh, first issue of the Doom Patrol, um, but that's not what I'm here to talk about. Um. This is actually a uh, series that came out from Boom in 2016, and um, and I picked up a collection of it, and um, it is written by Mike Carey, who you may know from, he did a series called Unwritten with Vertigo, and of course, he was the guy who uh, who picked up the baton from Neil Gaiman and wrote the Lucifer series, um, oh. and uh, and so uh, so this is written by him and with art by Mike Perkins. Now, if you don't know Mike Perkins' name, he is the guy who, when they did the when Marvel did the big adaptation of Stephen King's The Stand, uh, with mm-hmm. uh, Roberto Aguirre Sacasa writing it. Uh, Mike Perkins was the artist on it. And, uh, and I mean, it's just absolutely stunning. Absolutely <laughs> stunning. Uh, that, that adaptation of the stand. Um, but, uh, but this, uh, similarly beautiful. Um, it, it basically, uh, is about, um, about this girl who does a house swap, um, uh, with this, uh, this girl from Britain. And, um, and so she's excited to like get to go to this uh, this sort of old house, um, which turns out maybe haunted. Um, oh no! Oh yeah! Um, and so she's loving, you know, having the freedom, uh, you know, escape escaping from her, you know, her her parents' attentiveness, and uh, but then crazy stuff starts happening. There's crazy nightmares and she starts investigating uh, the history of the house. And anyway, it was a a four issue series uh, collected. And the, uh, the, uh, yeah, the artwork, as I say, uh, from, from Mike Perkins is utterly stunning as, as it always is. And, uh, and Mike Carey is uh, spinning a heck of a yarn too. So highly recommended Rowan's ruin uh, from uh, boom studios. Huh? Hadn't even heard of that. That's great. I, I'll be honest with you. Neither would I. And uh, and uh, and I looked at it and I'm like, Mike Carey and Mike Perkins. How have I not heard of this? Because they're both guys I really enjoy. And um, and I was like, I didn't even know they'd work together. <laughs> so man, who knew? Who knew? Well, that's awesome. So so there we go. Right that on. Is my pop of the week, folks. You also uh, may have some thoughts on uh, on spring movies, and uh, I hope that uh, that you will say, uh, uh, "Are you there, God? It's me, Margaret, and I'm emailing you at popandcrap at gmail dot com." I hope that you are willing to uh, to punch out any takers, like uh, like Creed and Creed Three, 
and uh, you can uh, you can tell us your secret fight moves in um, uh, on our Facebook page, which can be found at facebook.com slash pop and crap. That's P-O-P-N-C-R-A-P, which is also our Twitter handle where I know. I know that you are going to uh, to show us pictures of your of your new kicks, and uh, just like they do in air, and uh, and that of course is also pop and crap p o p n c r a p, and in addition to all those things, roll for initiative, folks, because you're going to uh, to post your favorite uh, D and D uh, campaigns uh, to this or any episode on our website, popandcrap.com. Scott, <laughs> and if you have to fudge, may it be super. Everything else is just pop and crap.